ahead. I'm gonna finish this. A little bit of beer. Fucking yeah. How are you all? Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Uh, I'm trying out a new microphone today, just to try and change things up a little bit, using a fucking dynamic mic instead of my usual condenser, so if it sounds a bit different, that's why. I don't know. This is one of those old school looking Shaw mics, uh, you know, kind of the, the shit that you'll see fucking uh, James Hetfield using or whatever. Thought it looked cool on the fucking bar top, so I'm, I'm going to rock it today. And I have to lean in quite a bit, so it's kind of awkward. Kind of sitting in an awkward position doing this, but whatever. Hope you're all doing fine out there. Uh, it's been a good week. Plenty of music news to, uh, to get into uh, later on in the podcast. I thought I would fucking address something from last episode uh, straight off the bat, guys. I do realize I was referring to Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from the Foo Fighters that recently died, rest in peace. I do realize I was referring to him as Justin Hawkins. Um, it was initially a mistake. I did say Justin Hawkins out of instinct initially, but then I thought it would be funny to commit to it, and I'm sorry if there's any confusion out there. I'm not a, that much... Of, uh, I am a retard. I absolutely am, but I definitely know it was Taylor Hawkins that died, and I'm sorry. Um, fucking Justin Hawkins, uh, good news, is alive and well. Um, and in fact, I follow his fucking YouTube channel, and you guys should too, uh, Justin Hawkins Rides Again. It's, um, it's a cool little YouTube channel. Like, the guy's a fucking kind of songwriting genius, right? So, it's definitely worth checking out his channel. He kind of breaks down things from behind the scenes when he was working with fucking, um, like, the American Idol kind of uh, pop star bullshit competition formats and stuff. He works behind the scenes in a lot of this shit. He writes a lot of those songs. You know, his background before the darkness was fucking writing jingles and all that sort of stuff. So he is not dead, I'm happy to report, and he was certainly not the drummer for the Foo Fighters. That was Taylor Hawkins, rest in peace, all right? Cool, that out of the way, let's move on. I've had a fucking fun week. Um, kind of turned out to be an expensive week. I went fucking snorkeling on, um, on the weekend, trying to fit in the last of the summer sort of weather. It's not even really that warm, but it was warm enough. It's been fucking humid as shit here lately. Um... But yeah, went out to the little island, had a little fucking snorkel, a big swim from the boat, you know, so I had to dive off, swim quite far, and fucking, on the way back, I dived down and fucking picked up a nice shell or whatever, fucking all happy with myself, get back to the boat, uh, I've lost my wedding ring. So it's somewhere in the abyss, fucking, it is what it is, so whatever, sometimes you just gotta fucking make payment to fucking old Davy Jones down there. And you know what? It's the first time I've ever taken anything from the ocean, like while snorkeling through this whole fucking weird hobby that I'm getting into the last few months. It's the first time I ever took anything and the ocean took something from me. So it's just fucking karma, baby. It's how shit works. It all balances. It's yin and yang. Um, but anyway, fucking great time. Fucking had, had a blast. Fucking drank a lot. All that sort of stuff. And uh, I was going to do this episode fucking yesterday because I usually try to get out to you guys on Monday. Um little busy at the moment but also the grammys were going on and i wanted to kind of see what happened i wanted to see if anyone got slapped or whatever uh that it didn't quite prove to be as dramatic as the oscars this year but uh it was pretty interesting 
But before that, a fucking we'll get onto the music news uh, in a little bit, right? But fucking, uh, you know, with, with all of the bullshit that people talk online and like with this sort of cancel culture that's going on and comedians being under attack from what happened at the fucking Oscars, right? Um, people seem to be, think that it's all right to attack comedians now. Like comedians have always been under attack, like kind of with this cancel culture shit. And if you guys have been paying attention, you might've noticed, um, or paying attention to this particular weird bullshit. Um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, you heard fucking Elon Musk sort of chiming in about the uh, the social media space, how he's like kind of thinking of fucking creating a new one and all that sort of shit. Um, and then it came out sort of today or yesterday or something like that. Could be ages ago. It depends when you listen to this. Um, that he's uh, he's bought a huge chunk of Twitter, so he might be the fucking new uh, major shareholder in Twitter, which is fucking interesting as shit. Because instead of building a new one, he just buys the old one and starts changing it, right? And, like, so many people are fucking fanboys of, of Elon Musk. Like, I just had a friend around here, and, like, he's one of these guys that literally every conversation just ends up, like, saying how fucking cool Elon Musk is and, and you know, how desperate someone is to pleasure him. It's, it's weird that this guy is like a Tony Stark sort of character, right? You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's a fucking... He's a superhero. He's sending things to this fucking space. He's doing whatever. He's getting involved in currency. And now he's getting involved in social media or whatever. He's such a fucking weirdo. And I'm happy to fucking, like, go with that sort of shit. But, like, I don't know. It's just weird with Elon Musk. He's, he's, he's going to be a trillionaire very, very soon. Um, but all this confidence behind him, like, he seems like the kind of fucking weirdo that might pull a fucking Thanos, you know? And just sort of, in his mind, it makes sense and it's for the greater good to fucking kill half the population. I don't know. I don't, I don't really trust him completely. So far, he seems to be all right. But uh, I don't know. Just proceed with caution with Elon Musk's you know, you know, new takeover of the world that's going on. Let's face it. It's either going to be Putin or Elon Musk. It's one or the other. Someone's going to rule, rule the world and, you know, it's probably going to be that weirdo. Anyway, fucking, we, we said we get onto music news. Let's get onto music news. Uh, the Grammys were happening. Um, lots of weird awards getting chucked around. Like I said, it wasn't as exciting. Um, I didn't really check out much of it at all. I found it kind of weird that um, Adele wasn't nominated for anything. That seems a bit weird to me. And, uh, you know, I'll do a bit of research into that and try and get to the bottom of it for you all. Because that didn't really sit right with me. She had one of the best-selling albums of the year, as far as I could tell, right? And uh, she seems to have just got completely shunned from the entire ordeal. But uh, whatever, they're trying to cancel her because, you know, she's she's not fat anymore, right? So they, they don't like her anymore or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, congratulations to Dream Theater for getting their fucking first Grammy, right? So they won uh, the Grammy for um, Best Metal Performance. And I'm not really too sure what that fucking means. It might mean live performance. It doesn't specify live performance. Um, but they won it for a, a song of theirs called The Alien. And, uh, you know, I listened to this song when it first came out, saw the video clip for it, which was kind of weird and obnoxious, um, maybe seven, eight months ago, something like that. Um, they're up against, like, Rob Zombie, Deftones had a song that was nominated or whatever. Um, but, yeah, they took it out. as their first Grammy. It's about bloody time. I thought Dream Theater would have had something in the, in the peripheries at some point in their career, but uh, apparently not. Whatever, so fucking God bless John Petrucci, the 
the guitarist, he gets up and accepts the award. And, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a great guy. He's just a fucking fun, nice dude. Really like the guy. He's fucking cool as shit. John Petruti's, you know, an amazing guitar player. All those other sorts of accolades that you could throw around to prog metal guitarists. I obviously throw heaps of fucking heat towards Dream Theater because of how shit some of their songwriting abilities are. Like, there's just lack of hooks, lack of flow, whatever. And you know what? This speech kind of proved my point. Like, um, John went out of his way to fucking talk about... Um, like the the prog metal or prog rock sort of community is alive and well or whatever and he's like you know this song itself is in like 17 8 timing you know good luck tapping your foot to that and the fact that he took pride in the fact that it's difficult to tap your foot to it ah that sucks there's plenty of good prog out there that fucking is foot tappable um, that's just a more sophisticated way of doing it in my eyes I don't know that was kind of weird it's one of those wanky fucking things but you know, God bless Dream Theater with the fucking song The Alien. Beautiful. Um, cool, I guess. I didn't know who else would have really been in consideration because it's kind of like a like a high-end fucking club to even get nominated, right? So you're not going to get Sleep Token fucking nominated at all, even though their last album and some of their performances are fucking amazing. Whatever. That's about all I have to say for the Grammys. I did find it a little bit weird now the Grammys, uh, well, whatever the administration is behind the Grammys, I, I found it weird that they gave a fucking a Grammy to Will Smith for uh, the best rock hit for the year. I thought that was a little bit strange. That was a little bit tasteless, but, um, you know, it is what it is. It's a wi wild world out there, guys. Fuck. All right, I'm going to have a drink. Mm. All right, let's get on to the new albums for the week. Um... There's three that we want to talk about it, and every single one of them made me smile, guys. Like, they were fucking awesome. So, first off, let's talk about fucking Meshuggah. They brought out their album called Immutable. We predicted this. We saw the singles come out. We talked about them. Um, and this is the exact album you would expect it to be from Meshuggah. It is fucking as math metally chunky, genty, fucking riffy awesomeness as you could imagine. It's just that all the way through. It doesn't fucking stop. These guys just don't let up at all, right? Um, fucking really cool. Um, not as hooky as some of the other shit from them in the past. Like, in terms of, like, just wicked breakdown riffs that just get caught in your fucking soul. It doesn't have as many as them, of, of them, sorry. But it has a lot of, like, just flowing rhythms that just just take you on a fucking journey that's amazing that's one of the best things about Meshuggah how they can take you on a fucking journey just from like the syncopation of their fucking like chugs one note they don't even need to change notes at all just one note and they can take you on this massive journey just from their own fucking way of syncopating and rolling time signatures and putting like tiny little inflection like motifs every, ne every now and then you know it's, it's fucking awesome I dig it it's a great album. It's called fucking Immutable. Check it out if you're a Meshuggah fan. If you like your heavy shit, this is for you. It's fucking Meshuggah. What else do you want? Fucking, yeah. And for the next album, let's go completely the other direction. Um, let's talk about Confidence Man. Uh, this is like a duo, and um, these guys are weird as fuck. So I checked out their new album. It's called Tilt. Uh, and again, just like with Meshuggah, 
this album made me fucking smile. Like, I listened to all three of these albums that we're going to talk about all in the same day, right? At varying levels of um, inebriation, let's put it that way, right? Um, I've listened to a, a couple of them, you know, more times or little, little songs here and there beyond that. But, you know, the first time, kind of during the day, a bit of day drinking, having fun on like a Saturday or whatever. That's when I got through Meshuggah. Wicked. Fucking, then I started, you know, later in the evening, cooking dinner, hanging out. Confidence, man. This album is fucking like retro dance sort of shit. It reminded me of like the old samples that would like get um bootlegged in the fucking like the like the the French dance fucking house scene or whatever. Like the the origins of fucking um the two buddies from fucking um, Daft Punk or whatever. Like it's it the album sounds like it's sampled, but it's not. It's like fucking all these wicked dance tracks that's like um like a flashback to the late 90s, right? Kind of reminds you of those like um, weird old school uh, like jazzercise fucking aerobic videos, right? With all those chicks with the stupid hair fucking and headbands and fucking leotards on, you know, like trying to kick the ceiling or whatever. It feels like it's a soundtrack to that kind of visual, right? Which is bizarre, nostalgic, and kind of just fucking cool because of how ballsy it is. So I really enjoyed this album. And it is, it is intelligent. It, you know, it's got great harmonies all through it. The way they use voices, like um, female and male, sort of like interacting together. It's kind of a call and response thing every now and then, but not as cheesy as that sounds, if you know what I mean. But check this album out. It's called Tilt from Confidence Man. These guys are pretty fucking sick. It's just like refreshing to see something so abstract, sort of still kind of hit and slap and be fucking, you know, listenable without being super ironic, although it is kind of ironic. It is kind of ironic mu music, but, you know, make up your own mind with all that, but check it out. And then let's talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers Unlimited Love album, <laughs> because this is a fucking sick little one. So welcome back, uh, Frusciante, back to the band, playing guitar again, doing a great job of his little fucking funk numbers. He's got, like, some wicked rhythmic groove, even though everything's sort of in fours. For most of the album, there is some weird little changes to six eights now and then that kind of catch you off guard. It's that like it's weird. So this album, you might you've probably heard something of it so far. Maybe not the whole thing start to finish, but I do recommend listening to it start to finish because we chatted about a single that was released a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of a downer about it. Right? I was like, this is this is boring. This is a boring song. Right? So this album doesn't have any fucking like things that would be released as a massive single that's going to like sort of top the charts or anything like that and like have a new generation of like uh, you know the fans of the pop side of Red Hot Chili Peppers it's not doing that but it's definitely not fucking boring this album is far from boring it's actually all over the shop and it's like I, I was listening through this album and I'm looking at the wife I'm like what the fuck is going on are the Red Hot Chili Peppers now prog? Like, because there's like this weird element to this album where they're making weird shifts and not doing what you expect them to do. Um, they're like changing genre, like in the middle of a song and stuff. And you're like, what is going on? It, it is it is amazing. It is fucking sick. But like I said, no massive fucking vocal hooks, no fucking intense, um, like uh, repeatable choruses. You know what I mean? Like the, the stuff that sort of uh, gets stuck in your head that much. But that being said, 
every time I listen to it, I hear something a little bit different. And like I said, Shantae's doing an amazing job on the guitar. I love the way it's recorded. Only every now and then did they have like an extra guitar recorded to back up his solos. A lot of the time, he's doing his solos and there's only Flea in the bass in the background, which is awesome. They're actually just recording the way they would play live. Fucking sick, right? Um, but the entire album is Flea's album. It's Flea's album. The best thing about this album, you, you almost forget about the, the vocals. You forget about the guitar. The drums holding down their groove, but everything about this album is what Flea's doing on bass. It is fucking out of control. He has absolutely no business being that fucking on the edge of overplaying for the like almost the entire album. You know, there's always like highs and lows, right? But in the general average of the album, he hasn't overplayed, but what the fuck he's doing is just insane. It's just gorgeous. He's just a melodic fucking bass player and he's got it in the bag and this album is fucking flea's album this is flea this is the flea circus this is fucking the flea album if you're a bass player out there you're right now sitting down trying to work out bass lines to pretty much all of these songs they are fucking sick um so if nothing else listen to this fucking album just to hear the bass performance and the way it sits in the pocket, and like I said, it's right on the edge from being overplayed. It could just be someone noodling way too much and it gets obnoxious and weird, but it's not that, it's tasteful. It's tasteful noodles, some tasty noodles. It's a little bit of fucking, some Asian noodles there, some tasty noodles, right? But yeah, check that album out, guys. Fucking Unlimited Love from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fucking sick. Awesome, guys. Well. Let's just fucking move on. That's that's about it. That's all I really got to talk about. I didn't check out many other albums. I've been repeating these ones a little bit because they're kind of all over the shop. We went from death metal to fucking like 90s ripoff sort of pop sort of uh, dancey shit to the Chili Peppers, which are somewhere in the spectrum in between. I hope you, so, hope you have a fucking uh, fantastic week out there, guys. Uh, this has been the Jam Room Podcast. I'm going to leave you with a track from um, this Unlimited Love album because I need to get you guys to fucking check out the bass. This isn't the greatest track from the album, but it's funky, and it's got weird stylistic choices, and it's on that borderline of fucking being overplayed, but quite not, and it's not poppy, but it's got pop elements, but just check it out, guys. Um, this is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is a song from Unlimited Love. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Looking back at the years gone by when the message changed my life. Heaven meant that the nest was dead, well, and the rappers gave the light. But I don't know who was looking out for anyone like me and you. Or maybe it was Susie Sue. Day to day with the way we play, well, everybody needs to eat. Girl is coming to Hello.
coming from my gut. Parking lot of the old stop world where the misfits like to go. Billy Zoom in the silver string, well, it just might be John Doe, and I don't know where I'm gonna sleep tonight. with the 